On today's episode of Relative Currency. So now that we're faced with much higher inflation, the reality is there's no guarantee that we'll return to that to that those times of low inflation. I'm in no way predicting anything. I'm just saying that we need to make sure that we um, are thinking about the times that we're in and that what may change may not be the level of inflation. Something is always going to change, but it may be that uh, we are going to have to dwell for a time in, in, in a, an economy that features high inflation. And so I think that that should affect the way we uh, look at you know, what we want our money to do for us and how to make our money do that. Brother, sister, and cousin, we've been relatives for a while. We're chatting about financial things, we're doing it family style. Cryptocurrency, stocks and loans, financial literacy. It'll be that and so much more on Relative Currency. Currency, fine-tuning financial literacy for the middle class. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Relative Currency. I'm Frank here with Alicia and Treffin. We're so glad you guys to join us tonight. Uh, again, we want to encourage you to subscribe. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and all other major podcast platforms. While you're there, give us a rating, five stars preferably. Leave a comment about something you liked about the show. If this is your first time listening, Thank you and welcome. We hope you come back many times. Um, this is again another um, continuation of, of a series we've been doing, kind of on the poverty mindset, poverty mentality, and it's interesting because you know there's so many facets to. We've kind of talked about the, the what the mindset is, and we've talked about avoiding scams, and we've talked about how to handle the future uncertainty that goes along maybe with some of the things we're facing. And tonight we're going to talk about the elephant in the room, which is, well, not not the elephant in the room, but it's, it's everywhere, is it's inflation. And the idea that a lot of us are like, well, is this, is this something that's just going to be a phase or is this a, a routine thing that we're now going to have to deal with where our money doesn't go as far? And so Alicia is going to kind of step in and give us some, um, some, some hopefully some guidance on, on what we can expect from what we're seeing and maybe what we're going to see in the future. Good evening, everybody. Um, welcome back to Relative Currency. Um, so inflation, How, what do we do uh, about inflation? Well, I think one of the things that I wanted to say at the outset was we probably, depending on our generation, may need an attitude adjustment. Um, I'm solidly Generation X, and I think that uh, Generation X and any of those who are younger, for most of our formative years and, and our adult lives, we have been in a very low interest environment. And I'll just speak to my experience, you know, being born in the kind of in the second half of the 70s, I remember when savings accounts uh, by regular banks actually had 
pretty good interest rates, like four or five percent when you were a child and you um, had the opportunity to get a savings account you know, you would see that level of interest. And some of that was due to the fact that there was a higher inflationary environment during that time. Um, but now, you know, during our working years and our years of responsibility, we've been used to inflation running, you know, two to 3%. So now that we're faced with much higher inflation, the reality is there's no guarantee that we'll return to that, to that, those times of low inflation. I'm in no way predicting anything. I'm just saying that we need to make sure that we um, are thinking about the times that we're in and that what may change may not be the level of inflation. Something is always going to change, but it may be that uh, we are going to have to dwell for a time in, in, in a, an economy that features high inflation. And so I think that that should affect the way we uh, look at you know, what we want our money to do for us and how to make our money do that. And so um, we talked a little bit in a previous episode about economic uncertainty. I would say that um, as you are moving forward with any existing investments, you're going to want to look at investments that do better in an inflationary environment. Now, you do not want to divest yourself of all the diversity in your portfolio. Um, and you may not make a, a huge adjustment, but you definitely do want to at least be aware that certain types of um, asset classes do better during inflationary times. And there can be some upside to looking at what you invest in in the future uh, in terms of you know, how you may best protect the power of the money that you have. Another thing to look at during times of inflation is look at real assets. And when I say real assets, I mean things like property, businesses. Those are uh, assets that aren't tied um, quite as much to inflation versus stocks and bonds. So you may want to look at a piece of land or something like that, things that have value intrinsically and that you can use and utilize regardless of whether inflation is low or high. So, you know, sometimes you, you are faced with a, a need to make a purchase. And for example, if you're looking at purchasing a home and, you know, if, if you bought a home two years ago, great. Now, home prices have risen, they've, they've stabilized, but it's unlikely that they're gonna fall back to pre-2020 uh, levels. And so you need to make a decision then that's a value-based decision for yourself personally, not so much that you're going to buy a home just so that you can watch the, the value rise, but is it the right decision for you to be in a home now? and then make the best decision that you can in these times um, with the knowledge that you have available based on what value that home is gonna have to you intrinsically and less so what value it may hold for you in the market. Similarly, if you're situated to buy a piece of land where for example, some commercial enterprise or agricultural enterprise could take place on that land that you could make money from, 
that may be worth doing, even if the prices are higher than what you would have paid in the recent past. And if you are entrepreneurial or you have the ability to participate with somebody in starting a business, these are also good times to look into those type of ventures that allow you to have more independence and in what your income can be and uh, allow you more flexibility in navigating in an inflationary environment in terms of how you want to structure uh, your business, your work, uh, what type of employees, et cetera, et cetera. If you are employed, I would say that if you work uh, in a situation where your company provides a match for your investments, you wanna continue to get that free money. So that's an incentive to keep investing, which I hold that you should be continuing to invest, whether it's high inflation or low inflation, whether returns are up or returns are down. But certainly if you're getting an opportunity to have your money increase uh, without uh, having to put it all in yourself or wait for the time of compounding by getting that match from your employer, make sure that you don't miss out on that uh, and make sure to take advantage of that opportunity. You may wanna look at how, how much money you're holding in cash. You should definitely have enough um, for your emergency fund and, and possibly what we might wanna call an opportunity fund, but also be careful too much cash under the mattress um, in this time may be losing value. So you may also wanna look at some short-term investments or even buy some gold or something like that that's gonna have a stable value. You don't necessarily buy gold because you think the price of it's gonna skyrocket, but you can buy it and have uh, an asset that's gonna be stable um, over the course of time um, in an environment with high inflation where your cash is actually actively losing value. Um, but make sure that you leave enough for an emergency. Um, and I would be interested to hear um, what my co-hosts think about um, what I'm proposing and what their thoughts are and what, they, what they're doing in, in these times of high inflation. Treffin, uh, go ahead. Uh, for me right now, it's it's hard to say. Um, I haven't really been able to leave the country yet. Um, I'm only really going off what I've been seeing in the news and things like that. I know it's going to hit China sooner or later. Uh, it already has. It's just uh, some things being changed a little bit in the media. Um, I I I don't know yet because it's it's really hard to to tell um i've not experienced anything yet that makes me worried about my future here honestly um but i i do know a lot of uh foreigners and chinese who are going back to the states are extremely excited about um having their rmb and converting it to usd because the exchange rate is uh kind of in the favor right now of china uh, and that's something, I guess, to consider if you're converting a lot of money when you're traveling. And if you have family or friends uh, overseas or anything like that, that's always something to pay attention to. But um, it could change. It could change uh, quite drastically depending on, and we're just, I'm just talking about China 
in America, but it can change quite drastically depending on things that are going on with trade between the two countries. It could change um, with the whole war and stuff going on in Russia, Ukraine. There's, uh, there's always been kind of a really good relationship between Russia and China. So that's something that could uh, affect them in a negative or a positive way. Um, and then it could also change depending on how China decides to open up right now. So one of the reasons why I haven't gone back is because it's something like 5,000 USD for a flight for a round trip for me to go back to the States. I can afford that, but I'd rather make 5,000 USD in the time that I would uh, you know, be traveling rather than to spend 5,000 USD. So um, once China opens up and they start allowing more direct flights to the States, to the UK and all these other countries, um, that's definitely going to start affecting inflation. And I, I'm, I'm assuming I'll start seeing more once that happens. And some people are saying that might not happen for another two years. Some people are saying it's going to happen after a really big event in China called the uh, the Congress meeting, the National Congress meeting, which happens in October. So um, right now I'm I'm fine. The only issues I'm experiencing right now are uh, COVID related lockdown issues. Um, but uh, I am more interested in making money in USD. So. Uh, I have a USD account still. I still have my American bank accounts and stuff, but uh, I also get paid in USD and I get paid in RMB. So depending on where things are, I guess at a certain point, I'll make the decision to convert my money to one or the other, maybe just to you know make a little bit of a profit off of that. Man, I don't know if I have anything to add. Um... Only thing I, I mean, everything you said is great. Again, we're listening to you're listening to, listening to relative currency. I'm Frank and host Alicia and Traffic. Uh, again, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and all other major podcast platforms. Um, the only thing I would add is, you know, something Alicia brought up about, you know, making sure you're investing. You know, we we haven't used the term dollar cost averaging, but certainly that's something that we want to. Uh, throw out there and make sure that you're consistently putting, you know, money in, even in these times where things are down. I think it's the idea that, you know, you're you're looking for this one magic bullet, but now is the time when things can be growing, uh, things might be down, and you can kind of um, deal with it. And I think as far as, you know, I think you made a great point also, at least about buying a home. Um, you know, this is a weird cycle where the prices won't go back where they were a couple years ago until they crash and that's the biggest issue with real estate is like when it goes up it feels like man it's never going to come down so you've had so many people buying houses buying houses without inspections and taking risk that just to get in a home and then it cost them a lot more later because they didn't do the due diligence um but home prices will fall again you know they will go back to the low levels below where they were even two years ago because you know those things will happen um, and that's kind of always, we, we kind of see things repeat themselves. So, but I, I like, I like your mindset on the intrinsic value of a home. I think that a home is a liability. I know Rich Dad, Poor Dad, for those who read the book, describe that the theology is, and Robert Kiyosaki says, you know, a home is a liability. Now a home is a, is a great thing to have and you need it and there's intrinsic value. But if you treat it 
like a liability, then you can deal with maybe paying a certain amount for it rather than being because there's the the opportunity cost of being in the home and having the home and having your kids in the home and all the things that come along with it that you can't quantify by equity. Um, that that sometimes is, is is the reality that we try to base everything on. It's like well, you can't base everything on the most equity you can have. So, I think what I just am hearing in the inflation is just you know you got to live where you can, but you also have to not get in the mindset things are going to go back to normal um, and, and, and act as if existing this fear, as if, as if as it's fear, I can't talk, as if it's not going to change, but knowing that it will, um, I think that's the biggest challenge. And again, that's the uh, poverty mindset that we've been covering the last few episodes, which is get out of the fear of you're not having enough or having missed the opportunity. Because there's going to be times when you feel like, man, I, I missed that, or I wish I would have done that. There's always other things um, that you can be doing and looking at, but you have to have an open mind and have an understanding that you haven't lost your best chance to be successful. And I think a lot of people live in that. You know, they say, oh, I lost a chance to get a house. I lost a chance to get that job. I lost a chance to do that investment. So we just want to encourage you that whatever, wherever you are, it's not as bad as you think it is. And, and if you're in a negative place, and if you're in a good place, don't get too cocky, right? Because you can really be humbled. So just looking at things relatively, you know, things have a way of evening out, but not sometimes in the way, the time frame that works best for you. So just make sure you're, you're not over leveraged um, in anything. Make sure you can save where you save where you can. And, you know, I just tell people, hey, pray, you know, not, not, not pray without any, um, you know, goal in mind, but just understanding that some things are out of your control. And some things that happen to us, both good and bad, are not our fault. Just part of being in the cycle of being connected to some people in the world. So that's just my thoughts. So I'll open it back up, see if you guys have anything. I think that was great. And um, I do think that. Um, you do want to avoid, as you said, that self, the self-defeating thoughts and, and feeling like, you know, things are, because things are um, shaping up maybe differently than um, what it may have looked like before COVID, for example, that that means uh, it's, you know, taken away the chance uh, to have success. And, you know, as long as you wake up uh, in the morning, there's another chance. Every day is another chance. And so um, we're just here to give you encouragement, um, not because, you know, we've always made all the right choices and done everything perfectly, but precisely because we haven't, we're still here learning and growing, but we're definitely in a better place than we were 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And I'm very thankful. And um, we, you know, we always hope that um, we can speak encouragement to you and um, give you inspiration to keep your hopes up, keep your eyes open, keep your ear to the ground and keep it moving. Amen to that, Trevor. Do you have anything you want to add before we close out? Nope, nothing to add. All right, well, again, we thank you guys for listening. 
Uh, we just want to encourage you to continue to subscribe. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, all the major podcast platforms. Give us a rating, five stars. Continue to, uh, and then if you give us a rating, leave a comment. Leave something you like about the show. We appreciate that. Uh, again, we appreciate all the listeners. Um, thank you for this first time listening. Hope you come back again. Uh, again, we love you guys. For Alicia and Treffin, I'm Frank. We'll see you very soon on another episode of Relative Currency. Thank you for listening to Relative Currency. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and other major podcast platforms.